evening and welcome once again to the Lotus Flower Podcast. I am your host, Reverend Dr. Pamela Robinson, and I bring you greetings on behalf of my handsome husband, Reverend Curtis L. Robinson Sr., my co-host. The Lotus Flower Podcast aim is to educate, empower, and equip our listening audience with spiritually relevant, culturally uplifting educational topics. Our diverse discussions are centered around a variety of topics, such as Christian marriage, self-empowerment, mental health wellness, social justice, and faith. The podcast allows for a diverse variety of voices to be exposed to the venue of podcasting and learn about content that they may never have known about the Lotus Flower Podcast. You know, it's the flower that blooms in adversity that is the greatest of them all, the Lotus Flower. That Lotus Flower actually blooms and blossoms under mud and mire and muck and even manure. It blooms and pushes its way up through that chaotic environment to become this beautiful pink and white flower. The Lotus Flower is likened to the lives of many of our podcast guests. Many of our guests have found themselves sometimes in situations that seemed as though they were difficult to the degree that they weren't going to be able to get out of that situation. However, because they were planted in the soil of the Holy Spirit, planted and rooted in Jesus, anchored in him, they were able to bloom and blossom even in life adverse situations. Bloom and blossom to the point where they came up out of that adverse situation and literally turned into this beautiful flower that's giving off aroma to everyone that comes in contact with them. What a blessing. Tonight, we have a person here that is truly exemplary of the lotus flower. However, before I introduced her, I want to let you know a little bit about our podcast demographics. The podcast audience is made up of affluent, educated millennials ages 25 and up. However, our targeted audience is African-Americans, Hispanics, people of color, low to moderate income populations, single parenting households, and disenfranchised people. All adults are welcome to partake in the podcast. It doesn't matter the person's socioeconomic status, race, creed, educational background, religious affiliation, or lack thereof. As long as you have an interest in respectfully learning about African-American culture, race, relationships, education, history, religion, and other topics, then all are welcome to the Lotus Flower Podcast. Our podcast is being sponsored tonight by Tayo Ajenajay, editor and founder of He Reigns Magazine, Callie's Beauty Supply, Rock Dimensionals Consultant, and Jasmine's Fun Fashions. Be sure to 
seek out the services of our sponsored businesses. You'll be blessed. Tonight, our special guest is none other than Takara Cannon. Takara Cannon. I want you to go ahead and type that in the chat because you'll want to remember that name, Takara Cannon. Takara Cannon is a delegate in the Ms. Full-Figured USA Michigan pageant that will take place on April 30, 2022 in Detroit, Michigan. She is also a master student focusing in on healthcare leadership at Western Governors University. Takara works as a financial navigator in one of Kalamazoo, Michigan's hospital's cancer center settings. She is a mother of a beautiful 12-year-old daughter. Her hometown is Grand Ledge, Michigan. She's also an alma mater of Western Michigan University. Her personal and professional goals are to graduate with her master's in healthcare leadership. And as a professional, she wants to become a winner in the Miss Full Figure USA competition. Her hobbies are being in theater, spending time traveling with her daughter, and spending time traveling with her significant others. She has been a patient advocate for over the past seven years, a position in which she highly enjoys. Her aspirations are to help others find their way around working through finances, particularly finances when it has to do with healthcare and dealing with the healthcare industry. Takara, professional experience consists of being a pharmacy technician, a patient care advocate, and a patient financial navigator. Takara, is at this time raising funds for her Miss Full Figure competition, once again, that will take place on 
April 30th in Detroit, Michigan. I will let her tell you how you can donate funds toward her competition. I know that she's about halfway there with her goal, but she could always use your support. Once again, our featured guest this evening is none other than my friend, my sister in the Lord, Ms. Takara Cannon. Welcome. Hi, good afternoon and evening. Hi, uh, Dr. Robinson. Thank you so much for having me on this beautiful podcast. I really enjoyed your introduction and I wanna say hello to all the listeners out there. Thank you. Thank you and welcome. Welcome to the Lotus Flower Podcast. And before we get started, can you tell our listening audience how they might be able to, first of all, tell them a little bit about what the Miss Full Figure competition is and then tell them how they can support you. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, Miss Full Figured um, USA was founded in 1989. Um, Teresa Randolph is the CEO of the brand. Uh, she had looked through back in the 80s and saw that there was a lot of pageants, but there were for smaller size individuals. Um, and I think she really wanted to find her way into making a brand for people who were from size 12 and up. So there was no weight limit or size limit in those pageants. Um, so she wanted to make a brand of her own. And okay. since then, the 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 pageant has been running and running smoothly. Um, Michigan is this is our second year and having their own division. They uh, originally started in 2018, but uh, it was relaunched in 2020. Um, so this is our second year of having a reigning Michigan queen. And so it's a very, very nice, very, very beautiful um, pro program that they've put on with this pageantry. A lot of uh, the winners have went on to become plus size models or ambassadors for different you know, companies and different things. So it really, it brings a lot of good positivity out there for all, all shapes and sizes of women and <laughs> colors included. That's beautiful. And mm -hmm. how did you become um, aware that that pageant even existed? And then how did you become involved in it? Sure. So last year I was uh, able to sit and watch the pageant. Um, the director had reached out to me on becoming uh, auditioning for it last year. And I had went and looked into a workshop and listened to like what it brings. But I wasn't at that time able or felt just confident just yet to sign up for the actual, um, you know, to be in that competition last year. Mm -hmm. I was able to at least go see the actual pageant. Um, this was obviously their second. This is actually, that was actually their first one. 2020, of course, we all know COVID happened. So they weren't able to completely have their pageant that first year they opened up and re relaunched themselves. So last year was that in itself too. So I was able to see that, understand a little bit more because when the director reached out to me to see if I was interested, I was really overwhelmed because I was like, I don't know anything about pageantry. <laughs> I've never done anything of some sort. So I was really very overwhelmed when she asked me, but I was like, okay, let me, let me see what it's about. And after yeah. I watched and with all grace and poise of all the women that got up there and saw how they just, you know, was able to just be free and show off their talents and skills and personalities. Um, mm -hmm. It was something that I was like, maybe I can try this out. And it has been a journey. <laughs> oh, great. Good. Mm -hmm. And I see that you're wearing your tiara. Oh. You're wearing your... My sash. Yes, yeah, ma'am. Yeah, this is my sash. It says, it literally says Miss Full Figured. I know you can't see the rest of it with the camera, but USA Michigan contestants uh, for 2022. Mm -hmm. So everything that's on there 
is what I have to make sure I say when I say the brand. So it helps me remember <laughs> the okay. exact brand so I don't mess up and, and make sure I say it correctly as well, too. So, yes. So when I have my sash on, I have to make sure that I'm representing the brand very well and that I'm behaving and being part of the, you know, the beauty queen aspect, if you will. So it's now, very you be wearing one of these. Yes, I'll be wearing, hopefully, I, you know, when they give me that winning title, I would love to have that on. Um, yes. I will definitely, the crowns that I've been able to see from past pageants, and it's beautiful. Um, oh. I would love, love to take home that. And I'm in three categories separate from winning the actual title as Miss Full Figure. So mm -hmm. hopefully in those three categories, I'll be able to have separate tiaras that I'll win as well, too, or separate crowns, if you will. Beautiful. Too. So yes. tonight, tonight we're going to claim in claim the name that of Jesus crown. that yes. you're going to have this beautiful crown. Yeah. And when you get your beautiful crown, you're mm -hmm. going to get your beautiful jewels. Oh, yes. Look at that. That's gorgeous. Oh, beautiful uh, jewels. It, it's gorgeous, just like you are. Yes. Thank Full you. Full <laughs> of precious jewels. Your life, you. mm -hmm. since I've known you, has just been precious. Still just a precious young lady. Thank just you full so of much. love. Thank you so much for all I'm you do to for others. And also, <laughs> yes, and I mm -hmm. want you to tell us how can we support you financially? Does it sure. cost money? It's not free. Yes. How can Definitely. we support There's fees. Absolutely. We have fees. I have responsibilities for you know supporting my support person that's going to be back with me in stage. I have to stay in a hotel, obviously, because the pageant will be serviced and hosted at a hotel. Uh, so I'll have to have room fees and I'll have to have, I've got gown fees, I've got alteration fees, I've got fees that's for a fee for a fee. <laughs> so I have, I have PayPal, I have Venmo, I have uh, Zelle, I have all of the electronic pays. I also okay. have a GoFundMe as well. So I can link, I can type it in the chat, I can send a link in the chat, whatever is easiest. Why don't you send a link okay. in the chat? type okay. it in the chat and then sure. i will include it in the description of the podcast that okay. will air on youtube over okay, i'd say over three thousand plus people perfect to power will actually mm -hmm. see that oh, and we'll awesome. put it on our audio platforms as well google podcast reason podcast so it'll okay. stream there and we want to be a blessing to you Okay, thank you. Yes, I definitely, the GoFundMe, you could obviously see how far and how much I've raised and everything's definitely descriptive in that, you know, in the actual fundraiser that I made. So I would definitely make sure I put that in the chat before this podcast ends. And I would love any support, even if you think, hey, I, I might be in Detroit on April 30th. I would love to see that pageant. I have to sell tickets. And if I, you know, if I can have someone in support going, yes, okay. that would, it would mean so much too. So, yes. Oh, good. So we can come mm -hmm. down and support you in the audience absolutely yes i have oh, i still have 13 tickets remaining that's in my name but they still have tickets that's for general admission but i'm okay. supposed to sell the actual 15 tickets that i have 13 remaining that i'm still trying to push to see who's all coming and you know people like to wait till last minute which is fine but at the end of the pageant i'd like to know how many people actually <laughs> click my yeah. name to say yep we're <laughs> here to support takara so well, you go ahead and absolutely. type that in the chat as well and yes, then make absolutely. sure I get that information as well, so we can get I those tickets. Will. We can get those tickets flying off out of your hands like hotcakes. Yes, okay. yes. It's hard because you know, with us being in Kalamazoo and in the pageants in Detroit, a lot of my people are like, oh, "We're coming, what day?" And I'm like, "It's it's Saturday." They're like, "Oh, great, I'm off." And I'm like, "It's in Detroit." They're like, 
okay, let me see what I can do because I have to either work the next day or I have something else going on. And okay, yes. so I'm mm -hmm. still very, very not discouraged. I'm very positive mm -hmm. and what will happen will happen. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I will still be able to go up there with a smile and beauty and grace. So I'm all ready yes, for you it. Will. And that you, that you are the epitome of. Thank I you. also, before we move into our topic tonight, sure. would like for you to share with us a little bit about your um, theater um, involvement. We don't oh, want sure. to leave that out. Tell us a little yes, bit about yes. been in, you're in the theater, you're actress, I know. Oh, yes, yep. So this is my second show that I was able to do. Um, in 2020, I did Chicago with Cinder Stage Theater. It was a beautiful first time for anything type of thing that I signed up for. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I was nervous at the auditions. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I didn't audition for a specific role. I just was like, yes, let me just try this out. I don't know what to expect, but here we go. Okay. And I, I got on the stage and I got in part of the group and the family and how wonderful that theater production is. The company, they're like, if you audition for the show, we will add you into the show. Like, no, no if, ands, oh, or buts. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I didn't have any huge role. I didn't have anything that made me feel like, oh, guys, you know, wait for me. You know, I had one little <laughs> line. I loved it. I loved enjoying like the energy from the crowds. And I was like, <laughs> okay, that happened the end of February. And then literally, what, two weeks later, you know, the whole world shut down. So um, we, were we were looking forward to doing Beauty and the Beast in the fall in the oh, summer. The whole world just shut down on us. So it the whole world shut down. down. You're right. It did. Everything shut down everything on us. So we knew we couldn't do, of course, anything else. The theater was kind of at a standstill all around the world. Um, so right. we were like, okay, well, there it is. And then uh, recently, you know, the obviously last end of last year, they put up that they were going to do Sister Act. And I was like, okay, I have the pageant going on. I'm in school. But I realized that the, the production that was had put on for Chicago was mm -hmm. the same production crew that was doing for Sister Act. So I was like, oh, I haven't seen my friends in over two years. Let's do it. Okay. And when I went in for auditions, I, you know, you have to fill out an application. I just said something minor, nothing, no big role. I just want to be a part of the crew and and, and do everything that I did before. Okay. So they had me uh, audition for TJ. And I hadn't watched, I so the musical and the, and the movie is a little bit different. The movie um, obviously has Whoopi Goldberg and a couple maybe extra stars in there in the beginning. I remember seeing some very well-known Black women stars. I was like, yeah. And okay. Of course, with the whole movie and how it all goes about, it's the same timeline as the musical. But of course, for copyright reasons, they could not mimic the whole movie like how they did um, mm -hmm. you know, for a musical. So things sometimes right. were changed. So I did not know who TJ was. I was like, I don't remember seeing a TJ in the show, but fine. Okay. So they had mm -hmm. me read for TJ. I went ahead and came back for callbacks for TJ or a thug. And I was like, okay. okay. <laughs> and then once I learned that I had got casted for TJ, I went ahead and looked through the script and I was like, I think TJ's a guy, okay. <laughs> which was very, very interesting. You know, here I am trying to, on one side, trying to be a beauty queen, if you will, a pageant queen, yes. and now <laughs> I'm casted to be a an actual a man. Okay. And I had so much fun. TJ was literally, it had little teeny little one-liners in the show that really just, everybody mm -hmm. would laugh. And I didn't think people would laugh because when we rehearsed and, you know, it was nobody really in the, with us watching the us rehearse, you know, I was like, well, this is mm -hmm. probably going to be silly and nobody's going to get my little jokes, I say. And yes. it was wonderful. They had me in a full beard here, a glued on beard, a curly fro, oh, I had an all man's jacket, a button up, 
uh, button up. Actually, my, my significant other that had his button up uh, on yes. and some and some dress pants and some men's dress shoes, all black. And I was in the 70s as TJ and I enjoyed it. The, we all had a blast, a whole good time. I know they're going to be doing Beauty and the Beast in the summer. So I mm -hmm. hope to, if things have slowed down, <laughs> join them in, in that production as well, too. So. Yes, Good to you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I've seen some pictures on Facebook, your mm -hmm. page mm -hmm. with your production, and it was really very intriguing. Oh, it was so much fun. And I really, yes. after even after the shows, we put on three shows, four shows, excuse mm -hmm. me, Friday, two on Saturday, <laughs> and one on Sunday. And after mm -hmm. every show, like people came up to me and like, oh, you are just great. And I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, I was singing, I was dancing, I was having my <laughs> own dialogue. So it, I really enjoyed that. I would do it again. Okay. I took a, a nice part of TJ. It's still in my heart. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Well, thanks for sharing that with yeah. us. And once again, before we move into our topic tonight, I want mm -hmm. our audience to be sure to support Takara yeah. in the Miss Will Figure USA of Michigan yes. on April 30th in Detroit, Michigan. She will be in the pageant. Yes. I will, I will type sure. in the description mm -hmm. how mm -hmm. you can support her yes financially yes also we're claiming that she's yes. going to get this yes the jewels and the crown that's, that's right and jewels and jewels yes that's right okay now <laughs> we're going to move you. on and we're into our topic our topic yeah. for tonight's episode is financial tox toxicity in healthcare, mm -hmm. and we're going to have takara Kind of explain to us why you chose that particular topic and and what does it actually mean to have financial tox toxicity in healthcare? Sure, um, I chose that title because um, I actually am going to use it for my platform for the actual pageant itself too. It's okay. something that I've been doing for a very long time uh, with financial advocacy, like I said, and being a navigator. A lot of times you get sick, you get put on a whole bunch of stuff or you're in the hospital and medical okay. debt just piles up. That's one of the, I love my job, but most of my job and deals with medical like debt and how the health system just, you just feel like you walk into a building and you're going to be a walking money sign, if you will. And oh a lot of times your, your health kind of deteriorates because you're like, I don't want to go to the doctor. That's going to cost me hundreds of dollars. I don't even have that in my bank account. Why would I go and provide that to someone where I can't even get it for myself. So right. for me, financial toxicity, I've learned more and more as I went through some trainings and, and just kind of saw it overflow, overflow in healthcare is because you end up spending a lot of money and sometimes you can save yourself money or find some programs that can help you so that you don't have to feel like you are buried in medical debt. Um, so mm -hmm. it's, it's something that I, I really enjoy helping patients, especially in a mm -hmm. cancer center setting. Mm -hmm. A lot of times patients are coming to me saying, well, should I pull out my 401k? I don't know how I'm going to afford a treatment. I don't know if I'm going to, you know, be able to support, my family's going to be able to support off of what I've saved up all of my life. And now I found out I had cancer, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So it, it brings a lot of burden. And a lot of times there's just, you don't realize that there's resources and companies out there that will give you some resources, you know, so that you can, continue on with getting your treatments and your therapies that you need. So, yes. So, so what does your role entail? Sure. As so as a, a, yeah. 
Yeah, as, uh, as a financial navigator, I help patients get access to their to insurance. Like sometimes patients come in, they don't realize they qualify for Medicaid or during certain times of the year, they can enroll into um, what's called Marketplace or Affordable Care Act. Um, you know, there's insurance that with the Obamacare and how there's different been different laws and stuff passed now with new administration, patients mm -hmm. can't have access to insurance. Um, through those, not just have worry about like, I don't have a job, like, so I don't have an employer that's going to give me anything. Or what are my benefits? How can I get benefits? You know, mm -hmm. um, and then learning about Medicare and and um, and Medicaid, of course, like I've said. Uh, so I help patients get access to insurance. I help patients get access to copay cards um, if they have mm -hmm. the right type of insurance that allow that. There's a lot of times where, you know, your insurance will say we will charge you four thousand dollars for this infusion, and come to find out, there's a copay card that says, "Hey, we'll give you thirty thousand dollars, and you only oh, have to pay twenty-five dollars of that to four thousand that the insurance is trying to make you pay." Um, mm -hmm. There's grants out there, and of course, what I what I normally handle is at the cancer center, so it's based off of cancer diagnosis, of course. But there's mm -hmm. grants out there and foundations that want to support patients who are going through. Um, a certain diagnosis and diagnosis stage of cancer. So mm -hmm. finding those resources for those patients are always huge and plus because like I said, they they thought, okay, I know my insurance tells me I have to pay $15,000 a year. Mm -hmm. I don't have it, but how am I gonna pay? And I'm like, hey, there's a copay card. Or, hey, there's a grant that can pick up that. Um, and then also just trying to help them with financial assistance, maybe at the hospitals that they go through or different, um, you know, half the time you start at one hospital, you got to go to a special person and another location and things like that. And there's so many mm -hmm. beautiful like financial assistance based off your income, of course, that are available. Mm -hmm. So literally I'm navigating financially how I can help patients save money and not feel so overwhelmed and burdened with their with their health expenses. Well, tell me, how do you handle the day in and day out annoying that you are helping people that are that are challenged with a cancer diagnosis some of them in their end stages and you're navigating the system for them and there are times that you may not be able to meet their needs and help them mm -hmm. and there are times that women might come to you all broken and yeah. and sad and in disarray and you mm -hmm. have to see this day in and day out well how do you as a woman mm -hmm. deal with that type of emotional pressure that i'm sure you see Quite yeah. Regularly. yeah, it's really hard. I've gotten extremely close to some patients. Some patients come in and they've given me flowers and chocolates and candy just for thanking you. I mean, I know if somebody told me, yes, you have a bill for $4,000, but I can save you at least two to $3,000 of that bill. I would want to mm -hmm. kiss them, hug them and take them off yeah. on, a, on a trip somewhere. And <laughs> my patients in the cancer center, they are like beyond grateful crying and I I don't want to say I'm numb to it because I've been doing it for so long, but it literally mm -hmm. is second nature for me because I can okay. see something that, oh yeah, there's something available for you. Let me get you signed up. And I'm like, mm -hmm. hey, you got $15,000 used to the cost of your treatment or get this and that back. And they're crying and bawling. And okay. I get that like, this is a big deal, but because I'm like, I'm just doing my job. Like if you okay. went to walk, you know, went to pick up food at McDonald's and they're handing you your burger, you're not going to be start crying. I have right. to remember this is a big, <laughs> this is a big, this is a big deal. You know, like, yes, I literally found something for you. That's not going to have you have to worry about selling your house or car or not mm -hmm. eating for the month, you know? So yes. I try my best not to feel as sensitive, but very, when they are thanking me and praising me and telling me I did a good job, I don't like to be like, yes, tell me more, tell me more. You know, I'm just like, no, that's no, right. like, 
I did what I did and this is what I do. So it's okay. But then I have yes. to take another second to be like, okay, let them give me the gratitude, like experience, express their gratitude for me. And it's because they're mm -hmm. coming from their genuine heart too. Of that's course, that's right. the good side of it. The bad side is yes, I'll have cases where, yeah, I've tried everything. They're going, their bills are in debt. They could be $200,000 in debt. And I literally have been trying for a long time to get them some relief, some type of something. And mm -hmm. I, it just doesn't go the way that I wish it would. I, I yes. emailed, I've sent messages out, I've asked for help. I <laughs> try to figure out how I can crack this code and things mm -hmm. don't go the way that I want them to. I feel mm -hmm. defeated. And of course the patient gets a little bit more stressed out, but I yes. have to be like, I literally am trying and I'm still trying for you. I'm not giving mm -hmm. any false promises or false hope, but I want mm -hmm. you to know that I'm still trying my best to help yes. you. So you don't have to be as overwhelmed, even though this whole process is overwhelming. Um, yes. As an empath, like I know my heart, like it hurts a lot. And like, yes. I care a lot, which yes. sometimes, you know, as a woman, you put all of your, you're like, you're all your emotion into something and you want, That's you know, right. the results. So you get very emotional about it. But I try mm -hmm. just to, when I leave out of work, just shake it off. Cause I know there'll be another day with more problems and more people coming to me and, mm -hmm. I try my best to not take it home with me. Sometimes and some days I'll check check in and see that the patient who just literally came in my office and gave me flowers and a hug has unfortunately passed on and it hurts, you know? Like I'm like, wow, mm -hmm. I just I just saw her. Yes. <laughs> we were just giggling, you know? So right. it's hard. It is very hard, well, but it's it's a rewarding job in itself too. So So how how does your faith help you through those challenging situations. Sure, sure. I try my best to be very neutral at work because you never know what everyone's religious background is. But oftentimes I'll have either a spouse come in and sit with me while their spouse is upstairs getting an infusion or they just come in because they're the ones that's obviously trying to run around because their spouse is sick and mm -hmm. they'll share their religious beliefs and myself mm -hmm. I do still I, I do identify as being a Christian. So sometimes mm -hmm. I'll hear like, well God's in control and if I mm -hmm. feel like they're in the moment and to talk about God and just talk about how they're feeling about everything, then we mm -hmm. literally will have about a 30 minute discussion about how just how good God is and how that is keeping them from going and from to continue going on, excuse me, and that it's helping them find their center and their ground. So people will tell me that they're angry at God for, you know, either getting their husband with having the disease, having a disease or, or having cancer or how they're upset because they got diagnosed with cancer and they felt like they were doing everything right. But mm -hmm. I try my best that, you know, if I can say silent prayers or just keep, you know, keep it in my heart that I'm praying about for them. I try my best to make sure that I just, if I do it privately, cool. But if they are sharing that they're upset and they're Christian and they have issues that they're feeling and if we want to say a prayer, hey, let's do it. You know, <laughs> I could yes. do it, whatever, mm -hmm. whatever it is that patients need, you know. So you wait until they, you wait until they open that door. Though, I try to. Yeah. You, yeah. I yeah. just don't want anybody to be like, she was pushing, you know, and I don't, yes. I don't want anybody to ever feel that they were being forced to talk about God for in my office, you know. <laughs> yes. Do you ever feel as though this job could actually be your calling or a, a, some sort of ministry that the Lord has actually called you into, even though it's in a secular environment? I think so. I really, I really, really enjoy doing my job. I don't, other than the actual stress of the work, I enjoy doing what I do. I enjoy making patients laugh because they've just gotten chemo or they just got told really bad news, you know, upstairs where we have our doctors go meet with them, you know, and they're, I'm on the bottom floor and they came to see me and I'm like, hey, 
I just saved you $4,000. Smile, you know, a little giggle. It makes me feel good. I enjoy making patients laugh. I enjoy making people laugh and smile, you know, even if it's just me being silly. <laughs> so yes. I do. Sometimes I do feel like I'm I'm right where I, be, right where I belong. Of course, okay. like I said, there's just little things that I can't control. And if with any, it doesn't matter if I was doing this on my own or with the company, that makes me just be like, oh, I don't know, man. Sometimes I don't know if I can keep doing this. <laughs> yes. I want all yeses for everything. And I know it sometimes it just doesn't go that way. But I do. I know when I, that's good. I know when I met you, you, mm -hmm. you were doing you were doing something else. A different. It wasn't healthcare, but it yeah. definitely wasn't at the at the place where you are now. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, so I I I follow you on Facebook, believe it or not. <laughs> so as I was following you on Facebook, I said, "Oh, she got a new job." Yeah. And I was happy yeah. for you that to learn mm -hmm. that you know you're doing what you're doing. I think it said on your bio it's been over seven years. Is that right? Been over seven years. The, this role has been um technically it's been two to three years. We had a transition, and so like who I work for versus where I'm at now, the name changed and everything. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I've been doing like advocacy work since 2015, being a financial um, patient care advocate at one point, which is doing literally finding copay cards and grants for patients who had specialty mm -hmm. diseases. Uh, so mm -hmm. now I just moved over to being an oncology side, which is more targeted, but there's still so much resources out there too. So yeah, well, it's been Andrew. about it's been for sure seven years. Oh, wonderful. When you mm -hmm. talked a little bit about um, finding copay cards, tell us mm -hmm. what, what does that mean by finding copay cards and, and how do you go about helping a person to find sure. a copay card? Yeah. So a lot of times manufacturers will have medications, of, or you'll be on a medication from a, a big man manufacturer, um, not okay. to not drop names or anything, but let's say Pfizer, because there's nothing wrong to say anything about Pfizer. Pfizer okay. has many medications that they service. If you have commercial insurance, meaning that, like I said in the beginning, you have commercial insurance through your employer or you signed mm -hmm. up for, um, you know, the healthcare, the marketplace that's online that you can get on, you know, insurance right away. Those mm -hmm. type of insurance plans, you can use a copay card um, for whatever the medication is. A lot of times they have medication copay cards. They'll bring your cost down to zero dollars, five dollars, ten dollars. Mm -hmm. um, and that means that you bill your insurance. Your insurance says we will we will charge you $300 for this medication, which mm -hmm. sounds ridiculous, but it is the norm sometimes for one of some of the most popular needed medications to live to daily on, on anything. Um, mm -hmm. So the copay card will help pick up that cost. You bill your insurance, the copay card picks up that cost, and then mm -hmm. you're leaving out the pharmacy with $0 to pay versus $300 to pay. Um, okay. that, ha that happens at the pharmacy side, and it also happens mm -hmm. on the medical side. Um, mm -hmm. Same thing, you can be to be taking an infusion or an injectable that your doctor mm -hmm. wants you to come in and see every you know two months, three months. There's certain medications that have copay cards signed up just like that. Whatever the insurance kicks back and says, you know, we were you're responsible for, like I said earlier, three or four thousand dollars from the drug that you received. Mm -hmm. Then the copay card will say, oh no, we'll pay for that. You know, we'll we'll reimburse that patient or we'll pick up the cost that you know she they're mm -hmm. responsible for, and that helps bring down a lot of a lot a big deal. <laughs> it helps bring down Can the cost. Ongoing. So can people get yeah. like numerous of copay cards or only one or? Yeah. So a lot of times the insurance, the income, uh, the copay card, excuse me, will have a max on how much benefits you can use for the calendar year. Mm -hmm. uh, usually that you don't max out on that unless your insurance plan is just, you know, saying, well, we will only cover this amount. And I'm sorry. Sometimes mm -hmm. you can max out on it. 
But a lot of times, a lot of the manufacturers out there are very generous with how much benefits you can use with a copay card. So you usually shouldn't max out on using it. Other, it's always up to your insurance company how much they want to, of course, charge you for each time you come and get, you know, your medication either on the fusion <clears throat> side or the pharmacy side. Yes. But no, they usually give you like sometimes it's for the fusion side. Usually it's like twenty thousand dollars thirty thousand dollars to use for the whole year then it resets so it's not like you use it and that's it then it resets very blessing that is a blessing the thing is that um for me sitting here i, I wasn't aware of that you know yeah so i'm gonna say pardon pardon my ignorance okay because mm -hmm. i just i was sitting here thinking that and i've always thought you know if the person had even if they were a person that had uh, state insurance such as Medi Medicare or Medicaid mm -hmm. without having a private insurance like Blue Cross Blue Shield mm -hmm. or Aetna. I, mm -hmm. I, I just assumed that those insurance plans, if they covered cancer care, that they would cover it all in full. But oh, I, sure. are you saying that that those plans don't cover the cost of all of the treatment in full? And is that oh. why they need a copay card? Usually on the commercial. So there's commercial. There's also Medicare and Medicaid that we could talk about as well, too. But with Medicare and Medicaid, those are two different programs. Medicaid, yes. What you were thinking, how you weren't, you weren't being ignorant at all. Medicaid, they usually will pick up just about anything and maybe have a small fee, sometimes $0, sometimes $1 uh, to cover mm -hmm. the treatments and costs and things like that, too. Okay. Um, but with commercial plans, you know, you they give you a set limit on how much they want you to pay, you know, out of pocket for your your healthcare all across the board, and then you're responsible for paying the rest of it. Okay. Medicare is the same way too, but it gets a little bit more, um, a little bit more. That's the word I want to use. It's a little bit more not difficult, but it's harder to navigate with Medicare because they will not let you use copay cards. It's like some mm -hmm. federal and state law that will not allow patients to use copay cards with Medicare. So it makes it a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I see. And are those cards, uh, those plans already set up and you just reach out to those particular entities or? Yeah. So they're already set up. And usually the patient has to either um, authorize to be a part of their program for the copay card, sign paperwork. Sometimes mm -hmm. you just go online and say, I authorize myself to be, you know, to utilize your copay card. So the mm -hmm. patient has to definitely be a knowing that they're signed up for the copay card. And mm -hmm. then once they get the consent to, you know, use the copay card from the manufacturer, vice versa, if you will, then, yep, it's already there. There's, they're already, I don't have to do much work other than say, do you want me to sign you up? And patients usually are shaking their head almost to the fact that their neck's about to break and say, yes, okay, sign me yeah. up. <laughs> I don't want to pay five thousand dollars this for this infusion, you know. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. good. Mm -hmm. good. And um, tell us a little bit about um, how would one learn about assistance through manufactured medications, the manufacturer oh, sure. themselves, and how yeah. is that different from a copay card? Most likely. So a lot of times there's. I don't want to get too technical because I don't want to make any confusions. But a lot of times there's a medication that's a brand name medication. Then there's mm -hmm. a medication that's a generic medication. And mm -hmm. what brand just means is that there is like a manufacturer like Pfizer that is manufacturing that medication versus anybody can take care of that medication as a generic brand, a generic medication. So mm -hmm. a lot of times if you find out what medication you're on and you're saying, oh, I think if I Google this, this medication is 
is made by Pfizer. This medication is made by Novartis. You mm -hmm. can look online, you can type in the medication online, and then you'll see your drug there. And then there's so much resources on the website of that medication you're on. Right. Um, it's really, it's really not hard to do, but sometimes mm -hmm. when you hear, you know, you have cancer and I'm going to put you on these three medications and you'll start mm -hmm. them when you get them at the pharmacy, your brain doesn't think, oh, is there, is there, is it going to be, how much is it going to be of course, but is right. there resources available for me? So right. yeah. So if you go online and say like, okay, I'm on, which it's hard to say a medication without being like, no, because of the pharmacy technician background that I have, but I'm on this medication. What is that medication? Oh, mm -hmm. it's made by Novartis. Oh, Novartis has a copay card that gives it to me for $20, $25. I can have this medication. Mm -hmm. So it's, that's usually how I, that's usually how I can be able to find them too. I mean, I have with me working and it being my job, I have different search engines and different things that can, I can plug in and find the information a little bit quicker, of course, but yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's something that any patient can do for themselves, but it's just, like I said, it's overwhelming when you're like, yeah. well, I went to the pharmacy and it was, it was $250 and I need to get it. Cause they said, I'm, if I don't take it every day, I'm not going to make it every day, you know? So. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine it would be, could be quite overwhelming. They already are going through a situation of where of trying to fight that cancer yes. and whatnot. And so yes. there's another, um, Another thing that we like to talk about also is mm -hmm. how learning about the financial assistance through the hospital. Itself. Oh, sure. Yeah, so, yeah. So a lot of, a uh, most that. of the times, uh, yeah, absolutely. Most of the times um, the hospital has a financial assistance application that you could complete. Um, mm -hmm. in, in particular with my patients that I see a lot, you know, they either went to the emergency room for something which is mm -hmm. an extra bill. And then they had to be seen by specials in the emergency room, which was a bill. Then they had to get mm -hmm. testing done while they're in the emergency room, which was a bill. And then they got in, in enrolled in inpatient in the hospital, which is another bill, which isn't cheap. And that stuff adds up. You know, a lot of times when I see patients and they're starting their first round of their treatment, they've already racked up, if the insurance hasn't paid, they've already racked up almost $100,000 in, in costs, you know? Right. And if they are overwhelmed already and now they're got to learn about treatment they're worried about i don't know how i'm gonna keep going with treatment if i already have forty five thousand dollars in in debt already so mm -hmm. um uh, the financial assistance applications through the hospital is based off your income um it's something called a federal poverty level that yes. is used that helps you know justify mm -hmm. where your income meets and if yes. you fall within, you know, whatever percentage they have, they can give you a discount on your services or you can get your services for free. But mm -hmm. that means even if you have insurance or if you don't have insurance, um, after you do all the requirements they want you to do at the, for the application, you can feel a little bit better to know that your income might meet where you can get, you know, maybe 70 percent off, you know, and it helps out. So you don't mm -hmm. have to. I mean, it's still a lot to look at a bill for, you know, forty five thousand dollars, which I hope nobody gets. But at yeah, least you yeah. can say, well, I know, I know, I don't have insurance, but I know that, you know, I could possibly get discounted services from what I already have wrapped up. So, and that's, very, good, that's good to know, and it's good to know mm -hmm. that that help is available from different angles yes, that you told sure. us about tonight. And yes, I know sure. that it definitely has to bring a lot of peace and solace to the people mm -hmm. that you're that you're dealing with day in mm -hmm. and day out with this mm -hmm. situation. Now, are there several? people that work in your role or is it just one of you or 
Tell oh, sure. In my current role, in my current position, like where I'm at now, there's just two of us. But I came from when we had a transition, there were six of us. So we all kind of had our own niche, you know, niche that we would do that was, oh, I, you know, I handle this side or I handle this patients or and things like that. So, yeah, right now there's just two of us um, that's trying our best to capture every patient that wants to talk to us or sit down and understand their insurance or understand, you know, what assistance they can find. Yep, we try our best. Right now, technically, there's only one of me because um, my my counterparts on maternity leave. So okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm one of two, and I'm trying my best to rock out the show. <laughs> oh, good. I'm sure you're doing a good job holding down the fort. Well, hopefully somebody else is holding down this yeah. week since I'm not there. But yes, I try my, <laughs> I try my best to. <laughs> And um, tell me, when you're away from the from work, you have a week yeah. off, you have your time off or whatnot, or things going on with your little one, mm -hmm. do you ever think, well, I wonder what's going on at work. I think I should be there. Sometimes. I want to be there to help out. Or do you, or do you, shut, or do you shut it off? Yeah, I tried my best to. If I know for sure I left out of, the out of my work, out of my office, and I'm like, oh, okay, I got about this many things I'm going to do tomorrow morning. Sometimes it's hard for my brain to shut off because I'm like, get in there grab the paperwork, get in there, you know, go see doctor, go in there, go in there and make sure you get there early so you can go see the patient. She's going to be in her infusion, you know? So yes. I try to shut it off. I sometimes will play a game or um, mm -hmm. try to just do something that turns my brain off because all day at work, I'm really using my brain to think ahead or think or problem solve. And so mm -hmm. I have to sometimes be like, okay, I'm going to watch my favorite show or play a, my favorite mm -hmm. game so I can detach from the world because it's a lot of brain power and it's a lot of sometimes a lot of emotional emotional yeah, power I mean, too so i can, I can only imagine refresh and <laughs> or pray or just kind of meditate a little bit so i can get that <laughs> get the bad vibes or like you know overwhelmness off of my off of my, my heart and mind then yes <laughs> i would imagine when you're when you're acting that that's yeah. a, a form of therapy or release for you oh my gosh yes yeah. i feel like in with with the theater community and like the thespians out there, they all would understand that if you can just be yourself and everybody's just the same silly, goofy person who just really enjoys just putting on a show for somebody, if you will. So mm -hmm. absolutely, it really was a release for me. And that's one of the reasons why I did it, because I was like, I really don't know how I'm going to put that in my schedule. We had rehearsals six to nine, Monday through Friday, you know, okay. and then like when it got closer to the show, we ended up having what's called tech week. So from Sunday to Sunday from the week of the show, I was rehearsing all day. Nine, nine, nine. And so it left no time for my other things and things are kind of piling up and of course dishes and laundry and feeling like I can I've become a human being sometimes is kind of piling up. And once I got on the stage, I was like, okay, like I remember why why I decided to sign up for this, you know? Oh good. Yeah. That's, that's great. That's great. Mm -hmm. Now um here on your bio, it says that you are a master's student focusing in healthcare leadership. Yeah. Now tell us a little bit about what what it is and uh, what do you expect to do with that degree when you do graduate, Takara? Sure. I haven't actually finished really thinking it through of where I want it to go. I'm hoping that maybe, you know, I'll find my my purpose and my destiny through this program, you know, and of course, seeing what where God wants to take me. Um, mm -hmm. But I know for sure I would like to be a, an agent of change in a management management system, if you will. If it's mm -hmm. where I currently work at, because it's a big system, I mm -hmm. would love to maybe move on up and kind of get my hands dirty a little bit more and things mm -hmm. that I can change ahead of time uh, so mm -hmm. that it doesn't become a problem, you know, and, and a fire <laughs> and everyone's trying to put the fire out at the wrong time. Yes. Um, so I'm still 
trying to use this program to kind of see how I would like to do. Would it be me maybe creating an old, my own position and after working at where I'm at, possibly I would love that to say, mm -hmm. hey, I think we need a manager over this department, you know? Of course, mm -hmm. that's gonna take a lot of lot of legwork. And of course, it's gonna have to be a lot of data that I could present. But yeah, with this yeah. program, I'm learning, you know, how to to create, you know, processes and changes so that it could be it could be shown that it's it's needed, like a process is needed because this is you know what's going on. So mm -hmm. yeah. That's I'm still good. I'm still trying to dig and see where I want to take this, but it sounds like mm -hmm. a, a wonderful opportunity to learn more knowledge and how to become an effective leader and all overall. Mm -hmm. Maybe not for sure in healthcare because that's what my focus is, but it's mm -hmm. definitely teach me how to use resources to become a, a really good leader. So is, yeah. is your program is your program online, hybrid, or yes. is it in person? Thank goodness it's online, but thank but at the same time you had to put all the time into being online. So it's it's, mm -hmm. it's kicking me a little bit because I'm like, oh, I have to actually sit in front of this computer and do my work. Otherwise, it's not going to be get done. Like, I can't just go out to class and sit there and listen to my teacher. I have to mm -hmm. research what my teacher said and find all my information. So, yeah. It sounds like, is that harder? It sounds yeah. like you're, are you it's saying that like might be a little bit more challenging? It's a little bit more, more challenging. It takes more discipline? Yes, I have to be more disciplined and I have to be more focused. And obviously my focus is split a couple of different ways right now. So I'm having a very hard time trying to be like, okay, let's turn the brain off on this because you have to turn the brain up on that. And it's a little bit more exhausting, but yes. I'm I'm doing as best that I can. And I, and I thankfully have weekly meetings with my mentor uh, from mm -hmm. the program and she helps me kind of re-guide myself and either put a light under my under my on my rear end or you know making sure that i'm staying on task with everything so yes and mm -hmm. and i know you said it in your in your bio that some things that you enjoy doing but um tell me when you have to take some self-care for takara mm -hmm. what do you do for self-care to pamper yourself some things oh, that you yeah, might sure. truly enjoy to kind of unwind yeah um, for sure, I like getting um, my nails done. I'm a girly girl when it comes to nails, so I enjoy I having that my nails done. about you. That <laughs> <Yeah. else>. <laughs> <laughs> so that I get to see my I've been seeing my same nail tech for two plus years now. So when I see her, we are kikiing and laughing and giggling and what happened? Ooh, you know, so we we okay. have a good little girl talk too. So that helps out tremendously. And then of okay. course you got to get your feet done if you're getting your toes done. So that's right. Um, <laughs> I enjoy getting that done as well too to kind of pamper myself and kind of take a break um, mm -hmm. from just thinking too hard on everything too. Um, yeah. I really enjoy playing video games like of all kind for the most part. So if I have a little time even though when I get on a video game, I'm like, I should be doing my homework or I should be focusing more <laughs> on the pageant work. But if I can take a little bit of a time to 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 do play a little game for a little bit, just to, again, to detach your brain. Uh, those things really help me kind of pamper. And if I decide I, I want to do something more, then I will do it, you know, like, OK, mm -hmm. if I need to go to sleep early. OK, if I need to take a shower or just kind of decompress by doing that. Cool. Mm -hmm. um, I have a very supportive um, boyfriend who, if he knows I'm stressed out, he'll he'll step in and helps make sure I do, need what I need to do too. Help me do what I need to do as well too. So That's I, found, I find different channels if I can. <laughs> and then your your daughter, your daughter yes. that you're definitely a role model for. You know, we're their first teachers at home. Yes, and she's absolutely. watching you and she's going to emulate 
those good parts. They'll emulate the bad parts as well. They'll emulate only the good stuff in right. what mom is showing her. Of course, of course. And she's in her preteen stage. So sometimes she's not one of my stressors, if you will, but she's one of the ones I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to detach now, <laughs> but I can't okay. detach too hard. You're my, you're my baby. So I got to make sure I, I get you together. <laughs> That's good. Well, good mm -hmm. for you. You're, yeah. You are an excellent mom. Thank I you. appreciate it. I remember when your little one went to camp for the first time, you were so yes. nervous, along with some other moms. Yep. And then lose our, our the responses for camp. If you all tell yes. the podcast audience, well, since COVID destroyed the world, we haven't did I it. We used to sponsor a camp for um, children. And Takara's daughter came to, came to camp. I don't know if it was yes. one year or two. It was no I one year. Two or two. I want to say two. Maybe three. But Maybe, definitely yeah. two. In the first mm -hmm. year, it was her first time going to a residential camp. That means going mm -hmm. away for a whole week. It was her baby. Yep. I think she was around nine or ten. And mm -hmm. oh boy, mama was so nervous. Mama I'm was so like, oh. <laughs> and the I little was, so was like, see you, mom. We'll see you later. Yep. <laughs> she was, with she was ready. She was mm -hmm. ready to go and you weren't ready for her to go, but she had a wonderful time. And oh, I would blast. imagine that helped you to grow and know that I planted the right seeds in my my little one. And I'll mm -hmm. tell you, and I know you I've told you this before, she was mm -hmm. one of the best campers oh, that we had That's that awesome. summer. Yes, she yep, was. Her and her little friend, they were our leaders, you know. <laughs> she enjoyed it. I don't know. You know, in, in times as kids change and like what they like and don't like. And now I'm not sure we can get her to go to another camp unless her friends were going, right? You know, if my friends are going, I'll go. But I don't, I, I'm wondering if she would want to go to another summer camp. I would love her to go to experience you know, in a different light now, you know, you change and your views change as you get older and adolescence yeah. and things like that, too. So I would love her to go again uh, to a camp and see. I know they still have some of the camps. I think they started last year and they're still doing mm -hmm. some more camps this year, too. So mm -hmm. I might have to look into getting her signed up for a week or so, maybe forcing her out the door and say, go, go, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be good. Yeah. I appreciate you trusting our ministry. Oh, for to sure. Exactly have your baby come oh, to yes. the camp that said a yes. lot of volumes you and oh. all the other parents for the first time that were sending their children away to mm -hmm. camp it spoke yes. volumes well, you, you did a really good job you did a mm -hmm. wonderful job too explaining mm -hmm. how everything was going to go and you made i know all the other moms i still sometimes keep in contact with that with they said oh dr Roberts is just so great and so we felt super safe and comfortable saying yeah okay you can go to camp all right they'll be there too and i Make feel like their mom I was yes. like mama bear all the I was like mm -hmm. I have all these like 30 kids. I have all these yes. kids. <laughs> That's a lot of stress. There's a lot of I was responsibility. So too. I was just loving it. Well, you and Dr. Curtis handled it with, with just <laughs> great, great strides. You guys did so well, even with the oh, challenges geez. that you had. You guys were always able to make sure you handle it with very good professionalism. So it was very well, appreciated on this side as a parent. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, Takara. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Is there anything else that you want to share with our podcast audience that you oh, hadn't shared before we transition cool. to a close? Sure. I mean, we talked about, we overdid a big overview about all the different assistance programs that's there and financial, how financial toxicity and healthcare it exists and it still exists. And even after I get off this podcast and go to work next week, it's still going to keep going, uh, at mm -hmm. least knowing that there's different avenues and different support and different ways that you can possibly ask. Even even in, in a smaller setting, like you don't have to be a cancer patient to find support and options for you too. So um, mm -hmm. just maybe keep resourcing, researching, excuse me, and finding resources or asking your 
you know, at, to, at your provider's office saying like, hey, is there something that I can find that helps me out with this financially? They mm -hmm. might even have coupons behind their desk and you never know. So that's right. Um, I think just maybe just learning how like I don't have to maybe do I have to pay $300 when I go to the pharmacy? Like, who should I call? You know, that mm -hmm. sometimes helps out and can open the doors to say like, oh, yeah, OK, I guess I. I guess I didn't have to pay that. I found a copay card. Somebody helped me. So um, on the, on those topics, that's that's really it. I mean, yeah. And, and you know, everybody come support the Miss Full Figured <laughs> USA right. Michigan contest. Once I'll put again, sure that yes, once again, support Takara. Yes. As she gets her crown and her jewels. Yes. And she's going to once again <laughs> shout, give a shout out to how they can actually uh, support you financially for the Miss Full Figured competition yes for sure there I'll, I'll put my gofundme link in there so that you could find me if you are we're looking up gofundme as we're talking i know if you typed in help takara compete in miss full figure that's the tagline in my in my actual gofundme so if you mm -hmm. found that then you would find me that way but i'll make sure that i a paypal and my all of my different information so that everybody doesn't want to do a gofundme you can send it electronically that way as well too or just yeah. show up to the actual pageant to support and say hey i heard the podcast i saw her okay there she is i would yes. appreciate it as well <laughs> yes we'd appreciate that it's for yes. a good cause a good yes. cause and so thank you so much for being our thank special you. guest this evening <laughs> on the lotus flower podcast i was so excited when you said yes Oh, I'm so excited you asked me. I was like, wow, like I didn't even think I'd be, I wouldn't think I would ever be able to do this. So it, it really, it, it stretched me and helped me out on my journey as well too. So I, I thank you for asking me to be a part of your podcast. It's been an honor. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Ken, do you mind if you, I'd ask if you might close us out in prayer this evening. Oh, sure. Yeah, and absolutely. You close us out in prayer. I want you to say a special prayer for those patients that you're working with and all of the people that in our in our entire world that come into contact with, yeah. you know, a cancer diagnosis. I've had several loved ones, including a brother and a mm -hmm. first cousin that was like a sister that right. passed away from cancer um, a couple of years back. I'm so so go ahead and, and close us in prayer and just remember mm -hmm. those people. And thank you once again, Takara. I, I love you with the love of the Lord. Oh, I love you with the love of the Lord too. <laughs> thank you. <All> right. <laughs> thank you. Father God, we come to you now and we ask that you watch over all the listeners out there, God. Let them let this podcast touch their hearts, minds, body, and spirits. We ask right now that you um as we close out. I pray for Dr. Robinson, Dr. Pamela, and Dr. Curtis, Lord. Keep them, keep their minds, keep their bodies, and keep their families safe, Lord. Ask for protection over them, God, and continue to let them grow in their ministry and in their in their work that they're doing in the community, God. I ask that you just continue to instill them with just their grace and their mercy, and I ask that the 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 families out there who are dealing with cancer cancer and a cancer patient or a cancer family member anything that's resolving or revolving involving cancer god that you just watch over them that you just protect them protect their minds their bodies god give them the strength daily to continue on and fight as becoming a survivor of and becoming a part of a survivor's community god and i, I just ask you right now that you know, as we close out this program god that you protect everyone that's listening and continue on and blessing everyone in jesus name we pray amen 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 yeah. takara Cannon, thank you so much for being our special guest this evening. Thank the you. episode title once again, Financial 
toxicity in healthcare. Yes. Have a blessed evening. Yes. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Are you looking for a friendly place to purchase your beauty supplies and hair supplies for the entire family? Well, you found the right place. Cali Beauty Supply, located at 1614 West Main Street in Kalamazoo, Michigan. They offer outstanding customer service and believe deeply in giving back to their community. Mo El Katabi is the owner. Customers can shop in the store or online. Curbside pickup is also available. They also have a full service salon inside of the business called Stephanie Renee Salon. Be sure to check them out as well. You may reach the store for your online purchases via their website at www.calibeauty.com. Their hours of operation are Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. The business prides itself with the following motto, where beauty gets done.
Are you looking for unique, fun, fashionable clothing at a fraction of the cost? Then you've got to check out Jasmine's Fun Fashions. Jasmine's Fun Fashions is a locally owned mother-daughter consignment boutique located in the beautiful town of Morganton, North Carolina. They have over 14 years of consignment, fashion apparel purchase, and retail experience and pride themselves in providing excellent customer service as well as establishing long-lasting friendships with consigners and customers. Reach out and shop with them online via their website jazzybiz24.7 at gmail.com. However, if you're ever in the Morganton, North Carolina area, be sure to stop in the store, which is located at 304 Burkemount Avenue in Morganton, North Carolina, 28655. You may also call the store to inquire about merchandise at 828 828- Their hours of operation are Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They serve their customers with the motto of excellent customer service and friendship. Be sure to contact Rock Dimensional Consulting, LLC, where Dr. Keitra L. Davenport King is the proprietor and business consultant. Located in the beautiful Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas area, her services are available nationwide online. The Rock Dimensional Consulting, LLC firm's mission is to build businesses on a solid foundation and equip leaders. RDC helps business leaders solve complex business problems, improve efficiency, empower teams, and implement long-term sustainable improvements. The hours of operation are 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. You may contact Dr. Davenport King via phone at 940-227-1615. The website is at www.lifeafterag.org and email them at rockdimensionalconsulting at gmail.com. Dr. Keitra Davenport King's business prides herself on the following motto, building businesses on a solid foundation. Key Rings Magazine, inspiring, impacting, and reflecting the magazine industry. Founder, Tayo Adidije. Are you looking for an enjoyable magazine reading experience online and in print? Well, search no more. Herang's Gospel Magazine produces a quarterly Christian publication in the city of Kalamazoo and now throughout the world. They have revamped their approach to advertising, which now includes digital content. So this means that you can purchase Herang's Magazine online today at www. HeRangsMagazine.com. Also, the print magazine is available at several grocery stores and news outlets in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Stay connected and stay informed. HeRangs Magazine. You may reach Tayo Ajitaje at the following contact information by phone at 269 269- Five nine eight two seven seven eight via email at herangs zero six two nine two zero zero six at gmail dot com or via his website at www.herangsmagazine.com. Be sure to reach out to the proprietors of the Lotus Flower Podcast and purchase some of their products. Thank you so much.
thank you for joining us once again for the Lotus Flower Podcast. It is the flower that blooms in adversity that is the greatest of them all. That is a quote from Mulan, the motion picture. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the Lotus Flower Podcast. And if you are interested in purchasing a business ad, an ad for your church, or a personal ad on the Lotus Flower Podcast, please reach out to us at emerginghope at gmail.com and you will save 10% off the first purchase of your monthly ad. Once again, thank you for joining us today for the Lotus Flower Podcast.